Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. Peter Fonda wants you to do some voter fraud. Wait, I'm sorry, what? They still, he still has a Twitter account? Who in the world let this happen? Didn't Peter Fonda lose his Twitter account from the last time? The whole, oh, oh that's it. We should rip Baron Trump from his mother's arms and put him in a cage with pedophiles and see if mother will stand up against the giant blank hole she is married to. 90 million people in the streets on the same weekend in the country. And then he, an F word for, for effect because putting a child with pedophiles is, you know, not enough effect. Talk about Peter Fonda, the actor here. You remember him from no movies whatsoever. Um, honestly, who remembers Peter Fonda from Easy Rider? The answer, nobody. You remember Jack and you remember Hopper. That's who you remember. You don't remember, no one remembers Peter Fonda. What are you talking? What are you talking crazy, ridiculous nonsense for? But he's back to, to, to Twitter suggesting people engage in voter fraud. There was, a, I guess, a, a, a report or somebody on Twitter was discussing the fact that only 21% of millennials voted in the last election. Now, some of that could be because when you take a look at where the millennials were kind of at in terms of age, some of them were under the voting age at the time. I think that's right, right? Because millennials 17 to 34 is... It's not right now. It's fourteen to thirty-seven. It's that wide of a a stretch. Double check that. But either way, it's twenty-one percent of millennials voted in the last election. So Peter Fonda writes, "Then we have to take them by the hand and lead them to the water and teach them to drink. If you have a millennial in your family, take their early ballots, fill them out, and mail them in, or take the ballot to the voting place and give it to the officials. No more worrying." He's crazy. That's, and that, kids, is the call to voter fraud. That's absolutely insane. Now, he that, that tweet has, has been deleted, I believe. That tweet's been deleted. This is his answer. Why is it that their answer to everything is something that you're not allowed to do? They're all worried about what the what, what people are doing, and when things don't go their way, they're totally fine with doing the things you're not allowed to do. It's voter fraud. Take their ballot, fill it out for them, mail it in. He thinks this is the greatest idea in the world. He's, he's just so happy with himself. Oh, boy, is this great. It's, it's as if he doesn't know. It's as if it, he's purposeful to being dumbed down. Um, I'm surprised he still has a Twitter account. I am surprised he, he can still do this. And someone out there is like, you know what? That's totally what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my kid's ballot and 
I'll vote for him. I'm going to vote for my 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 friend's kid because he won't vote. So I'll vote for him as well. Uh, these people are special. They're they're all about law and order, right up until the moment where law and order doesn't work for them. Wasn't about educating the kid. It's about take them by the hand and have them do exactly what you tell them to do. Lord forbid they should think on their own. Because remember what the tweet was, was that they didn't vote. Not only does Peter Fonda think they should vote, they should vote for who you decide they should vote for, not who they should want to vote for. You can't really that be daft and be able to survive, can you? You know what the best part is? Someone's going to put him in another movie. He's already got one. He did the, he did the whole tweet about Melania Trump and Barron Trump, uh, the president's son, and he, they had a, he had a movie coming out. You know someone's going to put him in another movie. You know someone's going to put him in, a, in, a, in another movie. Oy. Uh, the other one, the other story that's catching my attention, and honestly, I can't talk anymore about LeBron and President Trump. I can't. I can't. Uh, I, I did that earlier, and you can catch that. WIBC.com, is that, is that where we have it? You know what? I'll make sure it gets posted up to TonyCats.com as well. Oh, the new site's up, by the way. TonyCats.com uh, is is up. Um, uh, it is uh, – I'm, I'm happy. Right now I'm happy because really we're very focused on a lot of the uh, – the podcasting that we're doing and we're growing out there, so I'm happy with it, and it's 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 gonna build it's gonna build nice. Uh, I'm I'm very pleased. Uh, so we'll get even more of of the podcast up there. So TonyCats.com, and you can subscribe and 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 do everything uh, do everything else with it. Um, propaganda came uh, front and center uh, when uh, I saw this. Um, and if you go and you, I want to see if, if, if it works for me, uh, type in leader of the free world, right? And it's the first thing comes up as a Wikipedia entry and it says free world. And the argument was who is the leader of, uh, the, the, the free world. And it says something about the United States. And then it gets into a conversation uh, about uh, Angela Merkel. And it's about the idea that the leader of Germany, the chancellor of Germany, is the leader of the free world. Um, that's a whole bunch of propaganda. Now, I just, I just did it, right? I went to leader of the, of, of the free world, and I did it on, on Google. I try not to use Google. I try to use Bing as uh as much as as much as I, I I possibly can. But when you type it in, you'll find that there are lots of stories over the last two years. USA Today, May 2017, German Chancellor Angela Merkel is now leader of the free world. Three weeks ago, CNN, Trump is no longer leader of the free world. Do you know what propaganda is, boys and girls? Has anybody explained to you what propaganda is? Let me help you. Propaganda, it's a noun. Information, especially of a biased or misleading nature, used to promote or publicize a particular political cause or point of view. Information, promotion, advertising, publicity, spin, all synonyms for propaganda. You know what propaganda is? That Angela Merkel is the leader of the free world. 
we're we're into the the the, the Trump hate is now fully complete. You don't get better than that, do you? The president of the United States has been the leader of the free world since forever. Sir, you know what? Let's 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 make a, a clear argument. Since World War II. Since World War II, you could argue leader of the free world. And now it's Angela Merkel. It's not Theresa May, it's Angela Merkel. Even if we were going to And why are we looking at Europe? Why isn't it uh, Trudeau? Why isn't it J- the the original JT, Justin Timberlake, sit down with your face? Get yourself some Tennessee whiskey. Well, that was Chris Stapleton, but the duet, oh. The duet, did you see it? You never saw the duet, Ari? Uh, search it right now on Bing. Don't go to Google. Uh, Justin Timberlake, Chris Stapleton, um, uh, Tennessee Whiskey into I Can't Drink You Away is the best live performance uh, I have seen since... Uh, Bruno Mars doing Runaway Baby, uh, I think was the Grammys. It was unbelievable. Oh, those two, unbelievable. And Justin Timberlake is coming to Indy. You know, I live in Indianapolis. He's coming to Indy, and I've been offered a chance to go, and I'm like, yeah, I'm totally going to go. Like, what does that say about me? I'm going to see Justin Timberlake. I got I to gotta do it, right? Guy is incredibly good. Incredible. I mean, I don't agree with all his politics, but I don't deny the talent. It's propaganda if we're now saying Angela Merkel is the leader of the free world. It's ridiculous. The Trump hate is so miraculous. Angela Merkel, who is slowly destroying Europe with her immigration policies. She's at least now learned her lesson and is trying to make changes. Too little, too late. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Twitter, Tony Katz, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Canada boycotting uh, the United States in their supermarkets. They're taking a look at products and deciding not to buy certain American products. They don't like the tariffs. They don't like how uh, Justin Trudeau is being treated. I really don't believe that last part. That's just what they say. That's just what they say. I don't think anybody cares how... Justin Trudeau is being treated, to be honest. I don't think that moves the majority of Canadians. But they're saying, you know, boycott the USA. Boycott uh, uh, their products. And my answer is, all right. When I'm in a supermarket, I try not to buy avocados from Mexico. I try not to buy strawberries from Mexico. I want my strawberries from California or Florida. You know, usually where I want them from. Or at least someplace in the United States. Uh, avocados, I want California avocados, or I want a U- U.S. grown avocados. I, of course. I, I, tr- I try hard not to buy things from Mexico. Is, is, is there, you're asking me about tequila? Is there U.S. made tequila? I don't go out, I don't usually buy much tequila, what with wanting all my brain cells and being able, able to function. Um, but I always try to buy American first. I, I don't have an issue with buying from another country, but I always try on, on, on basics, on staples. To buy from the U.S. first? Well, why would I assume Canada would want anything else? They talk about this 58-year-old who um, 
thinks the tariffs are a slap in the face and in recent weeks put more Canadian products into a shopping cart. I've been putting, I've been putting uh, more American products in my shopping cart my whole life. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm not surprised by this. I think this is, I think this is normal. Totally, totally normal. You should buy more American Canadians. Buy more from Canada. They'll, they'll greatly appreciate it. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. I just, uh, I don't think it's a, an issue. Chuck Todd, you can't lie and then talk about how fake news isn't real. Chuck Todd, Meet the Press, NBC. And this goes back to the um, LeBron, President Trump, nonsense. Nonsense. And and, and it's, I, as I said, I, I, I think LeBron uh, was arrogant in his conversation about uh, President Trump, and I think President Trump's tweet was was nonsense. And I know the never the the the, the Trump idolaters. Oh, Tony, you're wrong. He's a genius. He's outfoxed everybody, dude. Listen to me very carefully. I can do two things at once. I am totally behind the president uh, on uh, policy when it comes to reducing regulation. I'm totally behind him when he's having conversations uh, about what's best for the country and taking on uh, those who simply want to tear him down without fact. That doesn't mean that a tweet every now and again isn't garbage. Of course it is. And to be able to say so, no problem whatsoever. Oh, Tony, you just don't understand how smart he He would have been better off if he had said. I, I noticed I, I was he the, the, the tweet was uh LeBron James is on TV with the dumbest person on is on with the dumbest person on TV, Don Lemon. He he makes uh, LeBron look smart, which isn't easy to do. I like Mike. That's basically what he tweeted. So what he should have said, I mean, if he wants to insult Don Lemon, it makes no difference to me. I met Don before, nice guy, been on the show before, but there's he clearly has a lot of issues with the show. I mean, it, it, it goes without saying. Um, but I would have said, uh, you know, uh, LeBron James on with the dumbest guy on TV, Don Lemon. LeBron James should talk to me. I'm sure we'd have a great conversation and maybe get some good things done. Because it goes in line with everything else he does, which is he talks to people. He's always willing to talk. He should have made that... That overture. Here's LeBron James unwilling to talk to Trump. Oh, I'd never sit across the table from him. Harumph, harumph, harumph. And then here's the president saying, I'd talk to him. Like, that's that's exactly what you do. Put it back in his court. The president didn't do that. I thought it was a thought it was a mistake. That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. Just thought it was a mistake. Um, but when the press talks about the president. And they take a look at that statement, that tweet, and decide that it's racist. That's when it gets ugly. Chuck Todd saying, I meet the press. It's always with an African-American when he questions intelligence. That's what makes a lot of people uncomfortable with what he's doing. And he was talking to Roy Blunt at the time, a Republican, um, about this. And he's talking about how racist Republicans are, and this tweet proves it. Like he calls Maxine Waters low IQ. It's always with an African-American when Trump questions uh, intellect. This isn't true. Uh, the people at Newsbusters has a list. Um, actually, oh, I take it back. It's is, is it the Times that has this list of all of the insults President Trump has ever said? Yes, yeah, the Times. Ugh. 
double-check that list. But on that list are the amount of times where he has referred to white people as dumb. Hillary Clinton, very stupid, very dumb, totally confused. Question her brain power. James Comey, he is not smart. Called him stupid and very dumb. Called Jeb Bush stupid, clueless, not competent. I got that part right. He to- Oh, come on. He totally got that part right. Who are you kidding? Please clap. <laughs> so, you know, he says it all the time. He says it all the time. He called Mika Brzezinski low IQ as well. So, no, it wasn't racist. Don't say those things. That's ridiculous. That's what's so awful. If you don't like President Trump, fine. You don't need to make things up to be able to go after the man. You don't need to lie in order to get your point across. So why do you keep doing it? What's the value in it to you? What do you win? Speaking of things that I don't see the value in. Well, I understand what the value is. Hold on a second. Before anything. The value is the pylon on Trump. They want a pylon. They want to hurt him. They want to tear him down. They don't care if they lie. They want to lay claim again to this idea of Trump as racist, Trump as bigot. That's what they get out of it. I know the answer to the question. That's what they get out of it. What they have to, what has to happen is we have to say again, why are you lying? We, they have to be called out on, on this. They should apologize for lying. But it leads to, when I say, what is the point of this, what are the point, the, the place that I was going is, this is what leads to the belief in fake news. This is what leads to the lack of faith in these news organizations. Chuck Todd adds to that. Don't make the claim. Now, every now and then you're going to get a story wrong. But when you make up a story, and the story isn't even based on stories. It's based on high... On, on, on a thesis that had no no betting. I think when he says this, it's always about African Americans. Did you take a look? Did you take a look at his past hundred insults and, and and do some math? Maybe get some percentages? No. No. You said it because you thought it would sound good and you knew your base would love it. Because it's about destroying Donald Trump. That's what it's about for you. It's about destroying Donald Trump. That's all you're interested in. It's all you favor from beginning to end. And you should apologize. Now, the people who should not apologize is the museum. The museum is the news museum that's in Washington, D.C. And last I heard, I mean, it looks cool. I've never haven't been in. It looks cool as heck from the outside. It's supposed to be great. But I thought they were having problems. I thought that they were having issues. And the museum is one of these people who's very upset with President Trump for the whole idea of uh, journalists are the enemy of the people. They have a press statement. A free press is an essential part of our democracy, and journalists are not enemy of the people. Well, at the museum, they sell T-shirts that say, you are very fake news. And people went crazy. How dare you uh, sell this? And the museum has now removed it we made a mistake and we apologize. Why? You are very fake news is something said by the president and it is in itself of itself news. Why in the world are you apologizing for it? Now I want to make those t-shirts.
You know? That get some fake news t-shirts going, I think that'd be great. Well, I that see, first of all, everyone's lost their sense of humor. Everyone's lost their sense of humor and their ability to to kind of see through the 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 silly to get to what's what's lying underneath. You are very fake news is sure it's made famous by Trump. But it's also something being talked about 24/7 365 in the news. Why apologize sell the shirt? According uh, to this though they they continued with a with a statement. Questions have also been raised regarding other merchandise. As an organization that celebrates the rights of people from all political spectrums to express themselves freely, we've historically made all types of political merchandise available for our guests to purchase. That has included former and current presidential slogans and imagery and merchandise from all political parties. We continue to do so in celebration of freedom of speech. So why this? Because it's specifically Trump? Because you think it's an insult to journalists? No. Only Jim Acosta thinks it's an insult. Screw Jim Acosta. He doesn't get to decide anything. He's not the arbiter. He isn't the the denizen of decency. Don't change your entire world because, because Acosta has got himself too tight in the undergarments. Sell the T-shirt. Make a couple of bucks. Don't be silly. Man, they're, they're, humor is dead in America. I feel bad for comics. How do you how do you move forward? They either aren't allowed to be funny or they have self-policed themselves into not being funny. Isn't that right, Chelsea Handler? That's what I thought. I'm Tony Katz. Yo, listen up. Here's the story about a little guy that lives in a blue world. And all day and all night and everything he sees is just blue. Like him. Tony Katz. Twitter, Tony Katz, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Randy Moss and his tie became a big subject over the weekend because it was the Hall of Fame inductions for the NFL. Randy Moss, wide receiver, Vikings and Patriots. Um, and uh, he, uh, he goes into the hall. And instead of going down the line of having some kind of political speech, he didn't take a knee during the national anthem. He didn't do any of that. He has a tie on. And the tie has names of people who, according to him, were undeservedly shot and killed by the police. That's, that's what's on the tie. And there's a series of, of names on, uh, on the tie. And some of them I absolutely agree with. Some require a bit of conversation because... Randy Moss did nothing wrong by wearing the tie, but he didn't get it right. He didn't get it right. So the tie has names um, on it like Freddie Gray. Uh, the tie has uh, names on it like Eric Garner. Eric Garner was uh, the one in New York uh, selling um, loose cigarettes and would not comply with police, and police had to... They, they basically choked him out to try and subdue him, a big guy, and killed him. Then there's people on, on the tie like Philando Castile. Now, Philando Castile 
is the victim of a bad shooting by police. Minnesota, uh, he's a, a concealed carry permit holder. And let the officer know, seconds later, basically, he's shot and killed. Why? Wasn't reaching for anything as it, from what we could see in the video. Maybe there's other angles that I've never seen. I argue that Philando Castile is a very bad shooting and that there should have been more done. Absolutely. He is utilizing his clothing to make a political statement. There is nothing wrong with that. We have seen this for forever. People who've written victims of, of 9-11 on their shoes in, in sports. Let's go back to the days of Jim McMahon. Remember when Jim McMahon was having the fight with the commissioner, Pete Rozelle, and because uh, Jim McMahon wanted to wear a headband that said Adidas, and the commissioner wouldn't let him, so he wrote Roselle on it? You don't remember those days? I do. This has happened multiple, multiple times. We put patches on, on our helmets and, 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 on, and on jerseys to remind ourselves and remember people and pay respect to people. This happens all the time. There is nothing that Randy Moss did wrong in wearing that tie. Except he didn't get it right. Because there are some people on that tie who shouldn't be on that tie. He has Trayvon Martin on the tie. Trayvon Martin wasn't killed by the police. Shouldn't be on the tie. Now, Trayvon Martin to me was not an innocent cat. George Zimmerman to me is a pretty awful dude. I wouldn't let George Zimmerman in my house. Trayvon Martin, not an innocent cat. I'm not buying into it. Every single story you have ever heard of anybody who had a dealing uh, that, that ended poorly was, he was a choir boy. He was an altar boy. He was a saint. Remember gentle giant Michael Brown, Ferguson? He's on the tie, too. Trayvon Martin shouldn't be on the tie because this was about people, I thought, that were, we're talking about the police, we're talking about injustice here. Sorry, that's not it. That's not it. You want to deal with stand your ground laws, go deal with them. But that isn't about police and people who are black. That is about a law that affects every citizen. So you're on the wrong track there, Randy. But Michael Brown, we're not going to agree to disagree. He shouldn't be on that tie at all. Michael Brown attacked a cop. This is Ferguson. This is what started the riots in Ferguson. First, by the way, uh, he robbed a convenience store. The guy's a thug. End of list. Not everybody who does something is a, is a thug. Not every person who's black is a thug. Don't get dumb. Don't be that person who immediately runs to that place. So many people do that. They, they, they hear something and they want to make something bigoted out of it. We have conversations here. We talk like grown-ups. Michael Brown was a thug, actual thug. But Michael Brown broke the orbital socket, the eye socket of a cop. Michael Brown then charged a cop, and that's why Michael Brown was shot and killed. And that's not me talking. That's the Justice Department report under Eric Holder. So I'm not going to sit here and have a conversation that that's right. It's wrong that he's on your tie. This, is, this should be an easy conversation that we're able to, uh, to, to break down. If people are upset with the tie, they're nuts. They're crazy nuts. Why in the world would, would you be bothered by it? And by the way, Moss spoke for 17 minutes in his acceptance. Didn't bring up his tie once. Didn't bring it up at once. He didn't have to. It spoke louder because he didn't. We should be cheering this. Not all the names on the tie. You, just, you don't have it. 
You don't have it, man. It's, I mean, it's just the way it is. Do, make a new tie. We should be cheering it. What was more effective, this tie or taking a knee during the national anthem? The answer is the tie. It's, it's not even a question because he's actually saying something, and the national anthem protests are about, hey, look at me. That's what they're about. Of course that's what they're about. They never, they haven't moved anything. They haven't changed anything in America. Hasn't done anything better in America. You put the names front and center. That's that, that's making much more of a statement. So I don't know who is upset by this. I thought it was I thought it was fine. Something that happens constantly. That has happened uh, in in many times throughout history. People using people using a sport uh, to get their message across. I wonder who in sport will get the message across about Chicago. 53 wounded, 10 killed over the weekend. That's Chicago. When are we going to start accepting the fact that there's a cultural problem here? What do you think that's leading uh, to these shootings? What is it that's happening in some of these same neighborhoods again and again and again and again? You got the mayor, Rahm Emanuel, the police superintendent, Eddie Johnson, saying more needs to be done to hold repeat gun offenders accountable. Oh, is that it? It's not a cultural issue? If this was a school shooting, it would be front page news for the rest of the year. Ten people dead in a school shooting? Front page news, 24-7 coverage. You wouldn't be able to talk about anything else. Ten people dead in Chicago? It doesn't get a whisper. Maybe we should rename Chicago after a school and people will start paying attention. When are we going to start discussing what happens on the streets of Chicago and who's doing it? We discuss it in schools all the time. We discuss it in schools all the time. Ten dead over a weekend. Everyone's afraid to talk about what's happening. Everyone's afraid to talk about the cultural issues that lead to uh, to these shootings. What's happening on the streets? What's happening between people? What leads people to say the only thing we should do now is shoot? Only thing we should do now is kill someone. What what is it uh, that 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 culture is leading people down this road? But the best part is wh- where's the coverage? Where's the coverage? Sure, I found it in Chicago News, right? ABC7. Where's the national coverage? Where is the CNN outrage? Where are the special reports? Why aren't they on the streets? If this was a school, they'd be interviewing the nurse's mom. Streets of Chicago. Ah, screw them. When people say that media is a problem, this is another reason. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz. And man, I just, I cannot get enough of, of Trump thinking he's part of Fox News. I think he thinks he, it's his company. I think he thinks he's one of those guys. 833. Got Tony. 833-468-8669. I want to share this with you. President talking about the failed ratings of MSNBC. Oh, he's in his glory. And let him say that, like, CNN is a fake. Or... 
Or do we not put them on? They're very torn. It's oftentimes I'm getting ready to do my, you know, the fake news with CNN and MSN. MSNBC is so corrupt. It's so disgusting. So disgusting. I would say almost they're worse. They're almost worse. They're really a fake news group of people. And here's the good news. The guys that we love, right, they're blowing them away in the ratings. Hannity, Laura Ingram, Tucker Carlson, Steve Dusen, Ainsley, Ryan. So many others. They're blowing them away in the ratings. Oh, excuse me. I almost forgot I would have been in big trouble. The great Lou Dobbs, right? I mean, it, it's, it's kind but of unbelievable see, the way he's talking about people, and he's talking about they're blowing them away in the ratings, and he's like, oh, did I forget Lou Dobbs? Oh, I also forgot. Oh, Maria Bartiromo. He's just going right. through the entire list I'm of everybody on Fox. I, I it's incredible. Probably 10. But here's where it gets great. But I didn't, be, I didn't really think I'd be doing this. But they're blowing them away. CNN is down at the bottom of the totem pole. MSNBC isn't even close to being next to these shows. So we're blowing them away, and that's good, because those are the people that love us. That is the slip right there. So we're blowing them away, and that's good, because those are the people that love now, us. Now, don't get me wrong. So we're blowing away. He means, you know... Uh, our movement, the people who think like we do. But when he goes through that whole list of people at Fox, he th- it's like we're blowing away. Like, he's he's on Fox. It's I mean, he's he sees himself as a guy who's there, who's into the th- who's in the thing. You know, the, the morning couch of Steve Ducey, Brian Kilmeade, Ainsley Earhart, and Donnie. <sighs> I loved that. Because I know people went nuts about you, and you totally know what he means, but you, you still, uh, <laughs> it still should leave you a little bit questioning. I don't want him thinking. I do. I don't. I don't want him thinking that he's part of the news. I don't want him thinking he's part of Fox. That that career will come later, like he needs it. And then there's Cory Booker. Cory Booker is speaking at the Netroots convention. And Cory Booker is having a unique moment. Cory Booker, has he's the senator from New Jersey, Democrat. And, and uh, what he has done is he has kind of uh, invented for himself this kind of impassioned style of, of, of talking and of speaking. Um, he gets himself into these uh, strange... Almost, they're, they're, they're part rantings. He thinks he's part preacher. Um, it, it, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of uh, uh, frightening, uh, if you will. Well, numerous presidents in the past, uh, even most recent, recent presidents, all approved until March. Uh, we're not being obstructionist. Uh, I read the Constitution very plainly. Uh, I'm supposed to advise and consent. Always good that he's talking about he wants to uh, uh, read uh, the, the Constitution uh, plainly. I just wanted you to understand uh, someone who we're talking about here. He thinks the Constitution, reading Constitution plainly would mean that it says what it says and doesn't say what it doesn't say. He is a guy who doesn't follow any of that. Here's what he says about Brett Kavanaugh, the nominee to the Supreme Court. 
There is so much at stake here. This has nothing to do with politics. This is to do with who we are as moral beings. And so I want to call on everybody. I'm not here to tell folk just what they should know. I'm here to call on folk to understand that in the moral moment, there is no, there is no neutral. In, in, in a moral moment, there is no bystanders. You are either complicit in the evil, you are either contributing to the wrong, or you are fighting against it. There's a saying from the Abraham face in one of the Psalms that says, yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We are walking through the valley of the shadow of death. But that doesn't say, though I sit in the valley of the shadow of death. It doesn't say that I, 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 I'm watching on the sidelines of the valley of the shadow of death. It says I am walking through the valley of the shadow of death. It says I am taking agency that I am going to make it through this crisis. And so I am calling on everyone right now who understands what's at stake, who understands who Kavanaugh is. My answer says that someone shows you who they are. Believe them the first time. He has shown us who he is. This is him talking about how the nomination is evil. And he's got he's doing he's doing that kind of preacher kind of kind of thing. And at that roots, he doubled down. We say an oath that we are a nation of liberty and justice for all, but that's just words. It's a civic faith. But I'm one of these people that says, before you tell me about your religion, first show it to me and how you treat other people. Well, how are we living our civic gospel? How are we living our civic gospel that demands for us to reject the normalcy of injustice, the normalcy of apathy, the normalcy of indifference, and rise to the higher ground of activism, of engagement, of love? And that's the last person I want to end with. His name is Hassan Washington. I'm a big believer that if America, if this country hasn't broken your heart, then you don't love her enough. Because there's things that are savagely wrong in this country. There's a normalcy of injustice that we've accepted. And I tell you, Newark has gifted me a wisdom that can only come from wounds. Wait, did he just say? I mean, never mind uh, the normalcy of, of injustice. I'm not sure what he's getting at there. But did he just say he gets wisdom from moons? I'm a big believer that if America, if this country hasn't broken your heart, then you don't love her enough. Because there's things that are savagely wrong in this country. There's a normalcy of injustice that we've accepted. And I tell you, Newark has gifted me a wisdom that can only come from wounds. He did. He did say that. A wisdom that can only come from wounds. Well, remind me not to pay too much attention to Cory Booker in the future. But uh, there are things savagely wrong in, in the nation. That's a, you, that, that, you can't really be nice about that. Savagely wrong. I think we would disagree about what's savagely wrong or wrong in general uh, in, in, in the nation. I think we would. But the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh wouldn't be one of those things. Wanting to protect the border wouldn't be one of those things.
following the law on the border regarding the separation of families wouldn't be one of those things, especially when you're a guy you can change the law. It's your leader who refuses to do so. So what's he actually getting at here? Very often, what we're seeing is what sounds good has no correlation to what it actually is. You know, um, it, it's it's the idea, if, if, it, if it sounds big enough, if it sounds sad enough, if it sounds emotional enough, that was enough. As long as it piled on on Trump, that's it. Doesn't have to actually have any basis in fact. Doesn't have to have actually any meat on the bone. That part's inconsequential. That's something else. That's and I mean that's Cory Booker there. He gets his wisdom from moons. Okay. Good enough. Uh, Twitter Tony Katz, Facebook Tony Katz Radio, the podcast. TonyKatz.com. Subscribe tomorrow, everyone. Take care. <laughs>